Tonight, on the Midnight Train Podcast, we discuss the Latino double trouble combo from hell. La Larona and Chupacabra. One is a ghostly mamacita, and the other is a two-foot-tall walking Hispanic rat. What are their stories? Where did these stories come from? Are they true? So sit back, grab your drink, turn up the volume to 11. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard. Hello, passengers. Welcome to the Midnight Dream Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2, if you're keeping count out there, um, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me is the one and only Jefe Buchko. Hola. <laughs> Hola, jefe. ¿Cómo está? ¿Cómo estás, bitches? Hey, sí. I don't even I, know. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't speak. I don't I speak. Don't I'm trying. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying. I'm We're, trying to expand. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. In producing this illustrious show, it's the station's resident nerd, the guy who called off of work today, <laughs> Riley. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for the applause. Come on, cut it out. Come on. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. You did call off work, but I mean, you have a ton of homework to do, right? For, for yeah, shape, I have right. a stupid amount of homework right. to do. I have a uh, long, long paper I have to write um, by Monday. By by Monday, as you've in, got midnight train homework, buddy. That's right. Yeah, that's all, what we're doing right now. All day or day. All day or day. <laughs> all day or day. And over to my right, with his hood up, looking so very weird. I'm waiting to get like waved on for traffic. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I'm stuck in the car and there's, you know, the guy that just sits there with the sign and flips it like every 10 minutes. I think we need a drum roll to uh, bring this guy in on this. Uh, um, rather, could you give me a drum roll? Chainsaw. Hola, bendejos. Okay, this sounds really racist right now, <laughs> and you'll understand why. But anyway, we got to, uh, not that we're being racist, so please don't think <laughs> this we are. sounds racist, and you'll know why soon. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. <laughs> right. right. Okay, put down your phones. You don't need to email us right now. Okay, I promise. I promise. <laughs> so Chainsaw's with us again, and uh, yeah, we're which is good because uh, Chainsaw, um, well. It's a good thing you're on this next episode here because uh, you used to live in Mexico, right? Right. All right. So it's a good thing. Old Mexico, not New Mexico. Did I say New Mexico? It sounded like it. I think I just started wait, wait, wait. Like I, I lived do. in Juarez because I'm a mumble mouth over here. Mumble, mushy mouth, mush, 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 mush mouth, mush mouth, mush mouth classics. Right. Mush mouth, greatest. So as most of you know, we're just a bunch of goofballs and assholes that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious. We want you all to know how much we appreciate that you're listening to this podcast. We know you could be listening to anything else, and here you are listening to our dumbasses talk about all kinds of cool shit. Your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile, and it is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of research and a lot of shit, but I love it, and I love that you guys love it, and we're going to keep on fucking doing it until we can't do it anymore or something. All right, so let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, which we have right now, and uh, you know, let's get spooky, but Here's a toast to all of you guys right now. We have coffee 
with a little bit of fifteen year red breast in my uh, in my cup right now, along with Jeff. Right? It's tasty, isn't it good? Yeah, I don't even think that needs a song. I think that right there, that's a song in itself. That's right. So cheers to all of you guys. If you got a drink, drink up that voodoo vodka. Salute, salute, salute. Salut. I'm gonna take a sip. That's the best French vanilla creamer I've ever had. Right? Mm, 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 mm. Red breast in there is good. It's good. It's good. I feel like you can go outside and just run through a wall, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, wall. <laughs> All right. Jefe, we are headed south of the border to Mexico. It's getting spicy. Yeah. It's going to get spicy like a pepper. <laughs> like that like that halftime show. Yeah. Oh, spicy. Oh, hey. Oh, Spicy, like, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, it's just Shakira? Shakira. Yeah, Shaquille. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Oh, I don't think also, so. Also, isn't Shakira, didn't they say she's... Shaquille. Uh, what is she, Le- Lebanese or something like that? I don't know, but she talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my name is Shakira. <laughs> Do you like... Do you like this? Obviously, Jennifer Lopez mm. is Latino. But Jennifer Lopez. Shakira, if I'm not mistaken, I think she's Lebanese. I don't know. I thought they were talking about that Arabic, on the radio. Lebanese, Lebanese. Maybe something. she's Brazilian. Lesbian, I don't know. Brazilian? Brazilian. Uh, we know her hips don't lie. This is true. true. Her nationality does, though, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and her performance on the uh, halftime show oh, yeah, yeah. for sure did. What was that? She's from Colombia. Colombian. She's Colombian. She's Colombian. Hey. She's Colombian. Colombian. Hey. I come from Colombia. <laughs> Colombian and what else does this mean? Uh, she was born in Colombia. She has the best she has coffee. A Leb- Lebanese father. See? Oh, she's she's half Lebanese. Yeah. He has a lesbian father. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. I thought he was American. <laughs> Jesus. We're already derailing. <laughs> So she listen. is a lesbian father, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> whoa, 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 I'm right here. That means you like girls, Dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of scares me that Sorry. you had to tell him. Yeah. Listen, shut up. All right. <laughs> so we're headed to the south of the border. We're going to Mexico where we hunt down and dissect the elusive Chupacabra and La Llorona, a.k.a. the Wailing Woman. CC. First off. Like she hunts whales? Yes. She, she's a wailing she's a, woman? She's a whaler of a woman. She's a wailing woman? Wailing. Yes. She, no, she, W-A-I-L. Not whale. Uh, I would have said whaling. A whale. That'd be a cool story, too, though. Like yeah. a Hispanic lady that just goes out and hunts whales. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I see another one. <laughs> Look, over the hills, it's Moby Dick. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what. A hop like a snow hill. La Llorona is a beautiful woman. Oh yeah, she's she's let crazy. Me see, let me see. She kind of looks like Ronald McDonald, like pissed off. Oh, she, that's so shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. she she kind of looks Hello. like the wife of it, like the, uh, yeah. the newest Pennywise's yeah, wife. Pennywise's yeah, wife. right. Yeah, or sister. Penny, maybe. more yeah. like Pennywife. Pennywise, where did you meet La Llorona? At a spicy taco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk first about the chupacabra, the goat sucker. The mythological beast that stalks its prey at night in the warm, sweaty-ass Mexican heat. It's one of the most popular of the pseudo-creatures, and its lore is one shrouded in mystery and utter stupidity. I mean, intrigue. Intrigues, not stupidity. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it that way. So as legend has it, the Vampiro de Moca started this shit off in February of 1975. It actually looks like if you starved your dog, Lucy. Yeah. 
That's what Chupacabra looks like. Yeah, well, there's so many different oh, variations God. of it. It's hilarious. That's the Texan Chupacabra. That's the Texan. That's from Texas. That's the Texas. That's, Texas that's the wrong Chupacabra. one. That's that, the one that Chuck Norris kicked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the one that immediately has a cowboy hat and a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and death penalty for everyone. It's my right to vote. No, he, he is the death penalty. Right. That's, that's yeah, the, right. Yeah. Down there, they just go, ah, hey, fuck it. Get the Chupacabra. So in 1975 in Puerto Rico, when a farmer found 15 cows, three goats, two geese, a pig, and a partridge in a pear tree with puncture marks on them in the Roca Barrio suburbs of Moca. All the animals had their blood drained, except the partridge. We don't fuck with the partridge. And why didn't they call this thing El Chupa Vaca? Because vaca is cow in Spanish. Chupar is to suck. Right? So Chupa Cabra. Which we learned that from Davey. Yeah, Davey's the one that actually told us about that. So at first, they blamed the shit on stray dogs, but when they found another cow with puncture marks on its skull, the newspaper dubbed it El Vampiro de Moca. Bring on 1995. In March of 95, eight sheep were found dead, completely intact, but with puncture wounds in their chests and completely jained of blood. Jained? Jained? Jained of blood. Jane's addiction? Jane's addiction was there playing <laughs> in the background. Yeah. And all the blood disappeared. And all the blood was gone because they played so... I don't know. Drained of blood. Motherfucker. God. Anyway. <laughs> words, phrases. Words suck. So then in August of 95, there are claims that 150 animals were found slain in the same manner in the town of Canovanas. Now, the local... <laughs> what the Funko fuck is, Pop has their own Funko Chupacabra. Pop has, no, oh, man, I gotta get that. See. What the hell? Oh my That's God. amazing. Yeah, we need that. That's pretty odd. Yeah, we gotta have that in here. You so, said this is in Puerto Rico, though, right? No, it's it started in Puerto Rico in 1975. Okay. okay. Yeah. That yeah. seems really, like, recently... Like, I thought it was like an old myth, the Chupacabra. No, it right. started right around there, yeah. Wow. So now the local veterinarian said there actually were puncture wounds under the right side of each of the animal's necks, mm. approximately the size of a straw in diameter. Then yeah, some snake couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> then some TV show called Christina aired the info, and it was off to the Chupacabra races. An enormous amount of sightings started to roll in from Latin America and the U.S. The next thing you know, El Chupavaca, I mean, El Chupacabra, sorry, was as big as Bigfoot. Okay, not literally. Eyewitnesses say it looks like a, quote, beast with an oval gray head, lizard-like skin, and standing about three to four feet tall, walking on two legs and large, with large red eyes, fangs, a forked tongue, and quills running down its back. Kind of reminds me of Jeff's ex-wife. <laughs> Hello! Who is now a Funko Pop doll. No, <laughs> oh, jeez. Sightings of the beast started to morph into a different-looking creature, reportedly being seen in Russia, Chile and India. This version had a uh, hardened outer shell, kind of like an M&M, was only seen after bar hours and was filled with refried beans, tomatoes, and guacamole. It was called... <laughs> it was called the Chalupa Cabra. <laughs> with a side of queso. Get it? Chalupa Cabra. Okay. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Right. Thank you, right. <laughs> Okay, no, but there was a different version that witnesses were seeing and that was attacking livestock. It had four legs, usually hairless and all kinds of fucked up looking. However, as researchers started to identify these creatures, it turned out they were just coyotes or dogs that were mange ridden. Or was it all just a government cover up? Or were they mutated from uh, an experiment like a factory somewhere that polluted a lake? You know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kind of thing? It sounds like those Egyptian hairless cats on steroids. Bigglesworth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Bigglesworth. That's hilarious. In Benjamin Radford's 2011 book, Tracking the Chupacabra, 
His five-year investigation uncovered that after talking to original eyewitness Madeline Tolatino, that she was, quote, full of shit and, quote, <laughs> dumber than a box of stale taco shells. Okay, okay, he didn't say that, but he did discover that... What? <laughs> <laughs> he did discover that Tolentino's description of the Chupacabra was almost identical to the fictional alien creature, Seely, from the movie Species. She had recently watched the movie and obviously isn't playing with a full deck, so she believed that the events in the movie were playing out in real life. Seems like the author wasted uh, five years of his life and should have just talked to her first. I mean, let's be honest. She was the first person to just go, okay, yeah, and realize she's nuts. There are a couple of conspiracies surrounding the Chupacabra. The first thing I discovered was that the Mexican government was using the sightings as a diversion to their economic crisis, like Davey had mentioned. Mm -hmm. One woman even claimed, quote, the Chupacabra is the government because people are suffering horribly from poverty. Ooh. The government is sucking the blood out of the right, people, right. and the blood is the money. Yes. That's what? deep. That's right. What? <laughs> the next one I found was of how the U.S. government... <laughs> that was just weird. <laughs> weird. Waited for someone to take charge. Yeah, that was just weird. I'm just looking around the table like, what? I don't even know what's happening right now. Fell right the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. I, wanted, I wanted him to have his moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was it. That was it. So the next one I found was um, how the U.S. government conducts top secret scientific experiments in the El Yunque rainforest. To some Puerto Ricans who already feel exploited by Americans, it isn't too much of a stretch to think the U.S. could have created a blood-sucking creature in the lab and allowed it to wreak havoc on local farmland. Yeah. And lastly, a man in Mexico demanded a divorce from his wife when she claimed that the Chupacabra was responsible for marks she had on her neck. He, oh, he obviously did not believe her Horace lies. I it, wouldn't either. It was one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a liar. You're stupid. We, again, for any Latin listeners out there, we apologize. We're not. We make fun of everyone, not just you. So we're just, just we're just we're just better at doing those accents. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. So what do you guys think? That's that's pretty much the whole extent of the chupacabra. You know what I like about it? What's I just that? found out. That they stand and they hop, they they travel similar to a kangaroo. <laughs> what the Could fuck? you imagine like being on your mesa, right, or whatever it's called? What? And you look out the window, your mesa boogie. Yeah, you look out the window and you see this ratty skink bouncing Egyptian <laughs> cat, like a kangaroo just <laughs> bang, bang, then, bang. Like, It stops looking. It looks at you. It's like <laughs> and like has the fangs and then just keeps hopping. <laughs> <laughs> it bounces. Oh it's bouncing. It's dark, and all of a sudden, it turns around, looks at you eye to eye, and goes, yeah. "Yo quiero taco bed." <laughs> <laughs> and no one would believe you. You'd be like, "What that kangaroo with the So it turns out that basically all the the sightings that they've seen of this thing are basically um, it's a mange. It's a mange ridden animal, like whether right. a coyote or something like that. It's and a they, kangaroo. They, they, it's not a kangaroo. It could maybe, maybe some kangaroos got imported. And then they, they got sick. To, to Puerto Rico, to Puerto Mexico. Rico. Yeah. El kangaroo. El kangaroo. El kangaroo. They do have those uh, mice down there that <laughs> hop that hop around. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. You know what that is? That's, a Bugs, Bunny. That's a Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny skit is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? They had the little itty bitty mouse that oh, was yeah. jumping around. Right, and all of yeah. a sudden, there was a kangaroo that escaped. And they made it look like a mouse. Yeah. And right. the cat was like, what the fuck? And it was Tom and Jerry. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Tom and Jerry was a cartoon for back in the day, folks. So it's very racist and offensive. Oh yeah, it's funny. The dude was well, high. The, the mouse fuck. that was always high and was like trying to eat all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, or the the totally racist. Uh, what was his name? The, the Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy, but his his little cohort, the his buddy, his friend. He was the high guy. Yeah, yeah he was the one that's always. 
Respire, Gonzalez. <laughs> no, he's so fast, man. Arriba, arriba. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I Speedy's watched, like, epa, epa. <laughs> I watched like an eight minute video explaining like what the, 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 why that character like is always like how, like it was describing that it's always high. Like that's what they were going for with the whole scene. It was like an eight minute video talking about that. Of, little, of the, the little what mouse. Is, what is, do you know what his name is? is mm, I, I thought I knew like it was. Pedro is it or something? Cheech or Chong? <laughs> <laughs> How much for the dime sack, Carlos? So, uh, yeah. So what, what do you guys think? Uh, do you think that this is the real thing or do you think that it's just hocus pocus and people seeing shit? This is like the Spanish version. You of lived in Mexico. Did you ever see a uh, chupacabra? I've seen some shit down there, man. Let me tell you, man, those 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 hookers downtown <laughs> in, in Centro. Yeah, they get on that shit. Uh, they oh, look, hold they, their cowboy. Take it down a notch. Whoa, Evan was like, "Calm down, dude." Yeah, yeah. Take it down a notch. Yeah, a little bit. They, they they get kind of freaky down there, man. Walking around on them their drugs. What? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Evan. No, but if you, if you ever look at that, man, it's it's these ranchers, you know, coming out saying, "Oh my God, twenty or thirty of my cattle." Then you find out that you know the government's trying to move in and take their land. Or they're having a dispute with the guy across the road. You know, it's it's all there's always more to the story as the story unfolds. Right. So I think it's sense. just they use the chupacabra as a scare tactic. I'm sorry, what is it called again? The chupacabra. Chupacabra. The chalupa cabra. No, it's Taco Bell. Chalupa cabra. It has no skin. <laughs> it tastes like shit. <laughs> like everything else at Taco Bell. No, I can't eat Taco Bell. So the way yeah. the way I think of it is, I think of it a lot like what you what you said. I think if so, if you know that you're in an argument with somebody and you're like, I know how to get to them. I'm gonna kill their cows. I'm gonna kill a couple of their cows. Send a message, but you don't want to get caught for it. What do you do? You puncture it right under the neck, just like the chupacabra myths. And then they can't blame you for it. They're gonna right. they're gonna say it was a chupacabra. You have a defense then. You could be like, it wasn't me. It was the look at the neck. It's yeah. a chupacabra. <laughs> There's some guy out there with just like a a, a hole punch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Going around to like animals. Big like, ass. Big it's ass a chupacabra. I swear. <laughs> what movie is that? No Country for Old Men, where he walks around with the cattle. Yeah. Prod yeah, thing. yeah. Right. But he dresses up as a chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> Got only five more miles of jumping like this. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, I tell you what. So that was the Chupacabra. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsor, and then we're going to be back, and we're going to be talking about La La Rona. I know it's short and sweet, but to be honest, there isn't a shitload of information about the Chupacabra out there. So that's what I found. And uh, if you guys still believe in it, then uh, I have some land down in Florida to sell you. So, yeah. Anyway, here is a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth and Voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors or head over to Voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. While you're there, pick up some Voodoo merchandise and use the promo code Midnight Train Podcast, all one word, to get 10% off your entire order. That's Voodoo, V O U D O U X dot com. Promo code Midnight Train Podcast for 10% off. And you can now buy this delicious vodka online. So order some today and drink with us whenever you listen to the show. Voodoo Vodka, it's magic. And it is magic. It's, it's definitely magic. We don't have any here because we drank all of it. So we're going to have to 
get our sponsors to get us some more. <laughs> you know what helps though? What? They just released a bunch of new stores that is carrying it now. And uh, it's also uh, like Florida. You can get it there now. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Right. You can right. order the I think Voodoo. Maine is the other one. I don't know. So, Uncle Maybe. Jim, go, when you go to work in, in D.C., make sure you stop at the liquor store. Grab some Voodoo. Grab some Voodoo. Yeah. And take it, it home. If you can't take it to another state, drink it before you get there. Yeah. <laughs> or just right. put it in a water bottle. No one will know any difference. It's vodka, right? True that. I mean, mm. I'm not telling you guys to do that. I'm just saying, if you did, I'd understand. That's all I'm saying. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about La Llorona, also known as the weeping woman or the wailing woman in Mexican folklore, as well as other Latin American countries. This creepy chick is one of the year, their most popular legends. According to Mexican legend, there once lived a woman named Maria who lived in a tiny little village. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> That's wow. what I was waiting for. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that go? Well, Maria's family uh, was poor, but she was known by her breathtaking beauty. And according to the book La Llorona, a Hispanic legend, one day some super rich fancy pants traveled through her little village and he saw Maria walking by and boing, 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 instant rich guy boner. He was absolutely enamored by her sexy ass and he wound up asking her to marry him. She was like, um, he's rich. And this village is small, so fuck it. So she accepted. Soon, they get hitched, and Maria shoots out two sons. Fancy Pants was always traveling, doing what Fancy Pants dudes, dudes did back then. Mumble mouth, mumble mouth. All right, I got it. I got it. I, I saw you look up, fucker. <laughs> Whatever they did back then, and he uh, stopped coming around his family as often. Fancy Pants was a deadbeat fucker. When he did come home, he only paid attention to the little ankle biters, and eventually Maria could tell that Fancy Pants, the deadbeat dad, wasn't feeling her anymore because she wasn't the young beauty he fell in love with. Super shitty. This fucking guy returned to the village one day with a younger chick, kissed his kids, said peace out to them, and didn't even look at, Mar uh, at Maria on his way out. Fucking cocksucker. What a dick. Well, speaking of which, um, have you guys ever watched uh, Deadwood? <laughs> no. That's all it is. I swear yeah. to God, cocksucker is said every fifth yeah. word in that. They're like, that cocksucker. Yeah. That cocksucker. Oh, that cocksucker. Even in a friendly way, like, you know, some guy walks into the, the where they call the pub or whatever. Yeah. Hey, cocksucker. Hey, cocksucker. <laughs> what you drinking, cocksucker? <laughs> it's cocksucker everywhere. Have a good day, cocksucker. It's a great show, though. It is a great show. I'm, I'm still in the first season, but it's pretty awesome. Well, as we all know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So Maria, pissed off, alone and sad as fuck, grabbed her kids in a blind raged, raged, rage, dragged them down to the river, and uh, sorry, folks, she drowned them. She realized what she had done and searched for them, but the river had already carried them away. Days later, her husband came back and asked about the children, but Maria started weeping and said that she had drowned them. Her husband was furious and said that she, she could not be with him unless she found the children. Now she spends eternity looking for her lost children. She has always heard weeping for her, her kids, earning the, the name La Llorona. It is said that if you hear her crying, <laughs> you are to run the opposite direction. If you hear her cries, they could bring misfortune or even death. Many parents in Latin America use the story to scare the fuck out of their kids into eating their paella <laughs> and refried beans. You guys like paella, by the way? Oh, it's amazing. <clears throat> I love it. I had it in Madrid. No. Oh, like wow. Legit. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Oh, you good. went to Madrid? Yeah, I've been to Madrid. What was it, like a senior trip or something? Yeah, we went for, yeah, between junior and senior of high school. We went to Madrid, Barcelona, Paris, and Zaragoza. What the fuck, man? Zaragoza? Zaragoza. When I was in school, we went to, like, fucking Oberlin. 
Yeah. We're going on a field trip, guys. Get right. the bus. Like, right. Wow, you went. That's amazing. That'd be a lot of crazy stories. For anyone out there that's not from the Ohio area, um, Oberlin is not that fascinating. It's a we're little. It's a little town. There's a yeah. Walmart. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna say that. So they have a liberal arts college. If that tells you anything, they, yes, they do, and that's all they have. That's there. all they have. So legends say La Llorona kidnaps wandering children at night, mistaking them for her own. She begs the heavens for forgiveness and drowns the children she kidnaps. Oh, holy shit! People who claim to have seen her. Say she appears at night or in the late evening by rivers or lakes, wearing a white gown with a veil. Some believe those who hear the walls of La... Way walls. The walls? She's building a house. In All right. right. Ah, fuck. She's a the, brick. <laughs> Thank anyway. you for the wall, Trump. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Jesus. Whoa. The whales of La Llorona are marked for death or misfortune, similar to the Gaelic Banshee legend. Among her whales, she is noted as crying, Ay, mi hijos. I think that's how you say that. I, my, I, my kids. I mean, yes, which hijo. translates. Hijos. 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 Mi hijos. Mi hijos. Mi hijos. <laughs> <laughs> which translates to, oh, my children or, oh, my sons. It also said, it is also said that she cries out, donde esta mi hijos, which translates into, where are my sons? Or the more popular, mudi e chenso son emantas del mario. She also is known to scrape the bottom of the rivers and lakes. Searching for her sons. What? What was, what was the Moody what and Chainsaw? That? What did that what? actually mean? What's that? The Moody and Chainsaw. Oh, no. People claim that when uh, they, they hear her wails and uh, the, the sound or whatever near her, she's actually far. And when she sounds distant, she is actually very near to you, which makes no goddamn sense at all. But then again, I'm not a doctor. So that's what they say. La Llorona is sometimes <laughs> identified with La Malenche, the Nahua woman who served as Hernan Cortez's who uh, was a Spanish conquistador who led, and you're, you're not bothering me at all, an expedition that caused the fall of the Aztec <laughs> Empire and brought large portions of what is now mainland Mexico under the rule of the King of Castile in the early 16th century. By the way, what I just said that you're not bothering me is Chainsaw was giving me the death eye because they want to know what Moody uh, y Chainsaw son amantes del Mario means. You're going to have to look it up. So if anybody out there either speaks Spanish or just knows how to Google Translate. <laughs> Davey, call me, dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Davey will let you know what it means. That's hilarious. So, um, well, La Lamenche was the, the this fucking guy's interpreter and mistress who bore his children and who some say were betrayed by the Spanish conquistadors. In one folk story of La Lamenche, uh, La Malenche, there it is. She became Cortez's mistress and gave him a child, only to tell her to fuck off so he could marry a Spanish lady, although no evidence exists that La Malenche killed her children. Aztec pride drove La Malenche to acts of vengeance, and the tale compares to the Spanish discovery of the New World and the demise of indig indigenous culture after the conquest with La Llorona's loss. Okay, does that, does that make sense? Okay, good. See, <laughs> <Si. laughs> I found this part pretty crazy. In Mexican popular culture, she is perceived as the ultimate traitor, an Eve figure whose evil is located in her sex and sexuality. The Nobel laureate Octavio Paz, in his famous essay, Sons of Malenche, depicts her as a treacherous whore who planted the seed of, sh of shame in every Mexican and is responsible for Mexico's devastating sense of uh, fatalism and enduring colonization. To be called um, a malanchista is to this day a horrendous insult. So if someone down there calls you a malanchista, you're a fucking asshole and they don't like you. That's what... Or gringo. Gringo. <laughs> I mean, we're technically gringos, aren't we? Yeah. 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 I guess. Cracker. 
Jirbin. We can say that, right? Wow, bro. It's 2020. We can, we can say that, right? No. Yeah, we can say it to each other. That's very offensive to me. Calling. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask Evan. Evan, can we, can we, can we say that? Actually, that is incorrect and amateur. <laughs> okay. All right. We, we can't say that. Yeah. Okay. No saying that. So according to Wikipedia, stories of weeping female phantoms are common in the folklore of both European and American cultures. Scholars have pointed out similarities between La Llorona and, I'm going to destroy this word, Kiwakato? Um, Wait. <laughs> Spell it. C-I-H-U-A-C-O-A-T-L. Kiwakotl. It's, it's like an Aztec It is thing. Aztec yeah. mythology. Yeah. Kiwakotl. Yeah. Because like Quetzalcoatl is another one. It's another Aztec god. Maybe that's what that is. Kotalkan. Kotalkan. Kublakan. Nice. They actually named a pterodactyl after one of the Aztec gods. It's called a Quetzalcoatlus, and it was like the most, the largest bird to ever fly. Was it Quetzalcoatl? Thanks for that information. Because at some point in my life, I may be held at gunpoint and asked that question, and now <laughs> yes. I know. Yes. Where's, you, where's your you gun? Because I mean, Where, where's your gun? I'll do it now. I don't have a gun. I don't believe in guns. Guns are bad. Guns are for pussies. Cracker. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> man, who let the racist window open? <laughs> it's, getting, down. it's getting racy Calm in down here. over there, buddy. Wow. <laughs> and night at the races, am I right? <laughs> yeah. So the Coahuatl, uh, whatever. Just of go. A, <laughs> yeah. John, stop spitting on me. Of Aztec mythology as the well as. The Qui-Gon The Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> As well as Eve and Lilith of Old World Mythology, author Ben Radford's investigation into the legend of La Llorona, published in Mysterious New Mexico, traced elements of the story back to a German folk tale dating from 1486. Lilith is another name to be added to the collection. <laughs> God, you right. just, I know a Lilith. Do you? You're, you're right. She's very you're mean, absolutely right? right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Lilith? You're like, how, old is how do you know Lilith? She's 20. Does she go to school or really? something with you? Uh, Yeah, I knew her. In high school. In high school. So yeah. I bet in high school you were like, hey, Lilith, you want to go see a movie or something? She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, now, did you know her in the biblical sense? What does that mean? Ooh. Did you uh, really fuck her? Wow. That was pretty forward. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? You know, He's like, uh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm sorry. Did you have relations with all her? I'm is that say, better? All I'm going to say is. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just took a drink and almost spit it everywhere. Holy shit. So the earliest oh writings Lord. mentioning La Llorona is found in a sonnet written by Mexican poet Manuel Carpio. Carpi El Manuel! <laughs> in the late 1800s, the poem makes no reference to infant infanticide. Infanticide? Infanticide. Infanticide. Insecticide. Infanticide? Infanticide. Is that how you would yep. pronounce that? Yep. Thank you. I don't know. I just made that up. Kind of <laughs> it, it makes sense. Infanticide. I mean, yeah. Like it's basically killing. No, that kids. sounds like what happens if you kill a like a like a juggalo. Infanticide. Infanticide. Like it's Fanta. They drink Fanta a lot. No. Press the button. Infa wow, that was uh, Press the button. Okay. All right. I, okay. Press the button. Sorry, guys, but I, I, this didn't, right I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was really excited. Because you were going into a territory that, you know, it's a, a comedic gold territory. So I'm like, okay, what's he going to do? Yeah. You did that. Listen, if, ever, if, if everyone was a home run, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. That's true. That is very true. That is true. So anyway, in his uh, uh, poem, Manuel Car Carpio, Carpio, 
in the late 1800s, the, the poem makes no reference to the infant inside. Infant of motherfucking shit! Fucking words! words the the killing of children. <laughs> Rather, La Llorona is identified as the ghost of a woman who was murdered by her husband. Now, the Chumash, who are Native American people who historically inhabited the central and southern coastal regions of California in portions of what is now San Luis Obispo? San- so wait, they inherited it or we stole it then felt bad and said, hey, you know what? You Here you go. This is yours. That's I mean, probably it. Is that I what you mean? mean you say tomato. Yeah, I tomato, say tomato, tomato. Right, right. right. So in uh, San, San, Luis, San Luis Obispo, God, I'm so sorry, people. I'm like, I can't talk at all. Santa Barbara, Ventura, and Los Angeles counties extending from Morro Bay in the north to Malibu in the south. They also occupied three of the Channel Islands, Santa Cruz, Santa Rosa, and San Miguel. The smaller island of Anacapa? Anna. An- anyway. Anaconda. Okay, Anaconda. Yes. The Don't snake. want none. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want none unless you got buns, huh? Oh, Jesus. I was waiting for you guys to jump yeah, off. Yeah, like an acapella. Thing. I was trying to jump off that yeah, one real fast. Man, I couldn't remember the words. Right. Well, they, in, in this island or whatever, was likely inhabited seasonally due to the lack of consistent water sources. They have their own connection to La Llorona because uh, Chumash myth- mythology mentions La Llorona when explaining Nunasis, creatures of the other world, called the Moxala or Mamismi. Are you making shit up right now? <laughs> this one's called the Babubu. <laughs> that sounds right. Along with the Poopu Papa Pee Pee. Right. <laughs> mythology says that the Chumash believe in both the Nunasi and La Llorona and specifically hear the Muxalaw cry up in the trees. The Muxalaw cry is considered an omen of death. That sounds like a children's book. It's the like Muxalaw cries in the trees. Right. <laughs> it's essentially a Mexican banshee. Yeah. Right. So like when we have a banshee here, that's their banshee. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. The Muxalaw is described as looking like a cat with skin of rawhide leather. Outside the Americas, La Llorona bears a resemblance to the ancient Greek tale of the demonic demigoddess Lamia. Hera, Zeus's wife, learned of his affair with Lamia and, out of anger, killed all of the children Lamia had with Zeus. Out of jealousy over the loss of her own children, Lamia steals other women's children in Greek mythology. Medea, or in Greek mythology, Medea killed the two children fathered by Jason, one of the Ar- Argonauts, after he left her for another woman. So yeah, a fuck ton of ladies stealing kids, killing motherfuckers, and whatever. So hide your kids, hide your wife. It's just fucking crazy. So that's La Llorona. It's fucking insane. It sounds to me like it's, again, it's all, it's, it's, it, all right. You guys remember, um, Crybaby Bridge? Yeah. Yeah. Every, right. every fucking town has a Crybaby Bridge. Oh yeah. Yes. Everybody has a Crybaby Google Bridge. Google it. There's like 20 different states that come up. There's literally oh, yeah, one right down the definitely. road in Columbia Station yeah. by where I live. Yeah. And so basically it's the same thing. It's a woman who drowned her kids that's down by the river and if they say you can hear her wailing, that's what La Llorona is. Yeah. You know is what it I mean? a van down by the river? I live in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> Sorry. Fucking love that guy. Anyway. Definitely. So what do you guys think of La Llorona? I don't like I think like a lot of these like tales they make sense and you're like everything made sense and like made you feel bad for the girl except for the one where the dude just left her and so she just killed her kids like out of spite yeah like, that doesn't make up. me feel bad for her like a lot of times it's like she 
came home and the husband had killed the kids or whatever. And so right. she, now she looks for show. But no, she's just like, fuck these kids. <laughs> I was looking <laughs> for them. something unique to the story. Yeah, it was it was just, something that'd be like, oh, that's cool. I never, you know, we never heard of that. Or, But it's just a blatant fucking ripoff of see, now I all the other see shit. The, right. Now I want to see the movie. To, I have it. You know. Well, maybe we'll do that for a drunken review. Yeah. Drunken yeah. review time. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. So yeah, that right there is La Llorona and Chupacabra. You guys have learned something about some Latin American history and uh, folklore. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And uh, So gotta... La Llorona rides the Chupacabra across the yes. Mexican desert yes. and terrorizes the folk. <laughs> no, that's a power cattle. couple. You got it wrong. Yeah. La Llorona wraps up the Chupacabra in a blanket and then oh. walks through the woods wailing while she's so, like it's its baby. Oh. I would watch the How horror movie. Sweet. Like imagine you're like in the Mexican woods. And you walk up and you're like, hola, amigo. And then she's like crying. And she's like, oh, mi hijo. And like, you like look. Mijo? Yeah. You pull, you pull the fucking, the little like, you know. the, what is the she little in Roadhouse? Blankets. Yeah. She, then you pull. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> so you pull, you know, you pull the fabric away from the face. And all of a sudden, she kind of goes, it just jumps at you, you know, and kills you. There, hey, That's movie it. ideas. We're talking movie about making ideas. a movie. Hey, man. We keep talking yeah. about making a movie, man. We can call it the Wailing Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> What about La Llorona and the Chupacabra? Chupacabra <laughs> versus the Leprechaun. Ooh. And we do it all in claymation, Ooh. stop frame. Oh, that sounds like it's going to take way too It'll long. It'll take us 40 years yeah. to get You know how done. we would win awards, I'm telling you right now. Right. Yeah, but who wants right. to win an award? I mean, it'd be sweet. Can you make to money? Win. Yeah. Okay. Okay, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it. As long as I'm making money. So let's talk about the movies around the Chupacabra and La Llorona. And yes, there are. Many. Oh, I'm sure. And there, it's pretty fantastic. We're really? going to do the top ten of each yeah. one. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show, the movie review. Which top ten movies will make the cut today? That's right. So we're talking about the top ten Chupacabra movies, and we're going to talk about the top ten La Llorona movies as well. God, there's more than one La Llorona. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Jesus. So, la, 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 so just la Llorona. To, so let's put this in perspective real fast. Number 10 is Looney Tunes Stranger Than Fiction. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? Swear to God. So apparently, uh, uh, at some point in time, they must have mentioned the Chupacabra in it. And because it, it's, uh, let's see, includes Daffy's show about the supernatural and Duck Dodgers take on Planet of the Apes. <laughs> it was pro- it was probably Speedy Gonzalez was in it. No, yes, who's, who's yes. the big chicken? Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, Foghorn I'll, Leghorn. I'll say, I'll say, yeah. I'll say, boy. I'll say, I'll say, there's a Chupacabra. <laughs> Let's fry that motherfucker up and have some. We should do. We should do a Looney Tunes episode. Yeah, yeah. an audible oh, one. An audible, an audible oh, yeah. episode. As long as I don't have to be freaking Porky Pig. That one's hard. What? Spit it out, motherfucker! Number today, Junior. Number nine is El Chupacabras from 1996. 4.3 stars. Oof. And it literally does not. It says add a plot. fill in your own yeah must have been a great one there guys oh man sundance award winner (laughs) now this one is from 2003 this one is el chupacabra not chupacabras like the other one el chupacabra libre the world seen through the eyes of two people the inequities of society exposed and examined in depth in a most surreal manner 2.6 stars Woo! all right that sounds horrible anyway next one number seven Buck Wild from 2013. Um, it's got Matthew Albrecht, Philip Albrecht, Wit Albrecht, 
and Joe Sanicket. So, hey, we're a family. We got some money. Let's make a movie. Yeah, 4.7 stars, 2003, out of 729 votes. Yeah, that's that's great. Oh, oh, this one sounds awesome. Oh, Chupacabra versus the Alamo. That's what I'm saying. We need need more versus movies. Yeah, for sure. San Antonio, Texas. The bodies of various drug cartel members are turning up mangled and drained of blood. (laughs) That sounds, oh my God, it's got Eric Estrada in it. Oh, you're shit. Chips. Eric Estrada was the guy from Chips. Yeah, the motorcycle cop. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, Holmes, what is it outside? I don't know what to say. It's a chupacabra. Lock and load. Give me that AK. (laughs) Number five, 2003, Rise of the Chupacabra. (laughs) Rise Rise of the Chupacabra. chupacabra. Let's open this pit up, Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) A supposed treasure map leads a group of unsuspecting townspeople to the lair of a vampire-like creature known as El Chupacabra. This one, 1.5 stars. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty good. So awesome. These are probably all like direct to VHS. Oh, yeah. uh, Probably. Direct Uh, to audiobook. Yeah. (laughs) This next one, number four, Chupacabra Terror. When cryptozoologist Dr. Peña traps the legendary chupacabra on a remote Car- Caribbean island, he smuggles it aboard a cruise ship with disastrous results. Dum, dum, dum. There's got, something rocking that boat. It's got John Reese davies <laughs> in it, though. Who's that? Uh, John Reese davies was, uh, do you guys remember in um, uh, Indiana Jones, the guy who was like uh, over in India or whatatever, his heavy set oh, from his with friend. the beard? Yeah, yeah that's oh, yeah, John yeah, Reese davies Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little, little info yeah. for you. Mm. Number three, 2014's Indigenous. American tourists travel to Panama and have a very terrifying experience. <laughs> and they have a very bad time. But now this one does have uh, 3,651 votes and has 4.9 stars. Yay. Mm. This one, 2019, um, Victor and Valentino. Uh, looks like it's a cartoon. Um, the <laughs> That's series, number two. Yeah. The series follows two brothers very opposite from each other, who spent a summer with their grandma in Monte Macabre, a small and mysterious town where the myths and legends of Latin American folklore come to life. Sounds like the Looney Tunes kind yeah, of. Sounds, yeah, right. It sounds, sounds pretty good. And number one, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Count Dracula and company participate in a cruise for sea-loving monsters, unaware that their boat is being commandeered by the monster-hating Van Helsing family. Nice. <laughs> I have actually seen this one. We went to the theater. And so have I. I've seen the first one. They're all good. I like Thank them you, Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like uh, this is an untapped market. You can make a good Chupacabra movie. That's what I'm saying. Well, now, a versus. Speaking of yes. untapped. Versus Frankenstein. Yeah. We've got uh, some La Llorona movies we're, we're going to talk about here. Um, maybe if I can find them. Oh, wait. There's one. Sweet. <laughs> is it La Llorona? No, here it is. Oh. Uh, this one is The Curse of the Crying Woman. La Llorona is not very well known, but it's spawned multiple films over the year. The Curse of the Crying Woman is a Mexican horror film about a couple who travel to an old house owned by a woman who practices black magic. Ooh, from 1961. Mm. Oh, here you go, Jeff. 2013, The Conjuring. She's in that? Uh, apparently. It says The Conjuring has grown into a prominent franchise. It has spawned several movies, The Curse of La Llorona included, and even a few short films. Yeah, I mean, it's the same uh, director or whatever, writer. Right. Um, so did she make it a, an appearance in that? I don't remember. I mean, because, well, she looks just like the nun, though, too. Yeah. So it's hard to right. say. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? It says the, the Conjuring bears some similarities to The Curse of La Llorona yeah. as it follows the Warrens and their mission to help a woman who appears to be possessed by the I spirit. I got an idea. Man. Let's take a lady, give her a pale face, black out the eyes, give her a dress. Black hair is a must, and she'll kind of float around and scare people. 
Never been done before. Never. In any any Never. movie. It's a hit. Specifically in this decade. That's a great I wanna, idea. That's a great I idea. I love best. it. I love it. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm on board. Yes. You're a goddamn genius. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Next one, number eight on this list is Alucarda from 1977, also known as La Hija de la Tinablas or Alucarda. <laughs> Whatever. Is that Dracula backwards? It is. <laughs> it is. It's a Dracula is Alucarda backwards. What the fuck? What the the Daughter of Darkness. This Mexican horror film was directed by Juan Lopez Mactazuma and based on an 1872 gothic novella titled Carmila. So there's that one. Ooh. Um, 1964 is number, uh, number seven. 1964's Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, starring Betty Davis. This classic psychological thriller may be old, but it's an excellent pick for those in the mood for a good, unnerving scare. After the significant success of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, the 1962 film that starred Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, director Robert Aldrich, hoped to create something similar with Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. However, Crawford and Davis blah, 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 doesn't say shit about Chupacabra or Alalarona. What does she got? Betty Davis Nice. That's a good song. Oh. I like that song. You ever considered singing a song? Yeah, you like should be in a band, dude. In the studio? You should be I don't in a band. know anybody with, you know, that's the capability. <laughs> I don't know anybody with recordings or recording capabilities or musical talent at all. Guitars. You, you can look online. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there looking for stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> so I, I'm, uh, I'm imagining this list is basically talking about movies that are have some sort of semblance or um, similarities to or like Lala rip, rip pieces of the story right because there really right. aren't that many yeah. movies um because the next one 1973 uh, number six is the exorcist yeah and, what uh, that's a stretch that's what? a real stretch in that one so we're just gonna go right past that one number five 1981's the evil dead now no, now that one kind of kind of makes sense though because there's that chick in that one the, the, the one, one in the basement and where she's like ah, screaming yeah, at her right. like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that that one Great movie, by the way. Uh, the the re, the new one they did recently, like a couple years ago, it wasn't it was horrible. Okay. Yeah. Real quick, I want to go around the table, just really quick. Yes or no? Evil Dead or Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness. Riley, what do you say? Army of Darkness, John. First, have you seen either of those? Yes. Okay. Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. Of course, yeah, yeah it's Army of way better. It's yeah. way more. Yes, people that all the time, and people are just like, "Oh man, Evil Dead's way better." I'm like, "Dude, me, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. Give me some sugar, baby." Shop smart. Yeah. Shop I actually, as smart. smart. I actually uh, follow um, Sam Raimi on Instagram. Oh really? Oh dude, it's awesome. Yeah, he's he's freaking amazing. That's, he needs uh, that's, to make some more movies. Yeah, and not only that, but I think we should run a train on Sam Raimi. That would be a that's good one. Awesome. Yeah, that would be I really love fun. Drag me to hell. Have you seen that movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The old lady with the teeth. <laughs> he's got yeah. such a weird style about him, dude. I love it. Uh, number four, 2010's The Last Exorcism. Seen again. I don't think this is actually I've seen pieces of that. I may have seen the whole thing, but I, I it sounds familiar. What was what? How old is it? Uh, Two thousand and ten. The last exorcism. Yeah, I did see like pieces. Of, I may oh. have seen the whole thing, but this is the one where they they supposedly found footage. Yes, follows and the, the story. girls crab walking. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. barn. Or yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see. Number three, the orphanage from two thousand seven, the Spanish horror film El Orfanato. 
is definitely worth the watch. It had a modest budget of four million and, and went on to gross seventy eight point six million. A modest budget of four million? That's right. modest. And hey, you can modestly give me four million dollars. No yeah, right. I'll be modest as fuck. I'll tell you that. what. We will make Chupacabra versus Leprechaun in claymation <laughs> for five hundred dollars if anybody yeah, wants right, to donate that. Right. That's hilarious. I got some play though. Come on. Number two <laughs> is Veronica from two thousand seventeen. Oh, that's another name that goes on that list. It's my mom's yeah. name. That's his mom's is that, name. Yeah, yeah, that definitely yeah. goes in the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Spanish horror film, loosely inspired by true events, tells the story of Veronica, a 15-year-old girl who lives in Madrid with her mother and three siblings. Riley, it's Mother's Day. Where are you taking me for dinner? We've got food, We've got food at home, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So here's here's something kind of funny, though. Um, number one is not the movie La Llorona. Really? Number when one. was this list made? Because that movie just came out, like, I don't know, three oh, months ago? You know, yeah, you, four you're months right. Ago, this maybe? might actually be an old list or whatever. But this one's The Devil's Backbone. Um, I've heard of that, actually. Which is funny. There's a brewery called Devil's Backbone. That's probably where I've heard it. Yeah. This is Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Yeah. Hey. I, I love Guillermo del Toro. Uh, let's see. El Espanazo del Diablo was one of del Toro's, del Toro's early films set in Spain in 1939, near the end of the Sp uh, Spanish Civil War. The film is about a 10-year-old orphan, Carlos, who was forced to live in a small orphanage after the death of his father. This movie is an absolutely haunting experience full of chilling moments that make it completely unforgettable. It's similar to The Curse of La Llorona, but actually much more complex and well-made. Nice. I'll have so, to check that one out. So this is all movies that are like similar to that, because that's that's why they're they're posting that in here. Well, I'll tell you what. I have the new La Llorona, so that is definitely on the radar for the Drunken Movie Review. La Llorona! I was, was, was going to go home and fire stick it, but... I won't do that now. I'll yeah, because we're gonna watch it. We'll we'll do a drunk review on that. Yeah. But we still need a couple other ones. So listeners out there, if you got something that you know that's obscure that we haven't seen, that's not terrible. We're not gonna watch Tyler Perry's U.S. again. Oh God, Tyler Perry's U.S. Yeah, never, never gonna watch that again. Well, no. here, oh, God, I'm really no. sad that I watched that the first time. I know. Yeah, right? I feel exactly. like I wasted so many hours of my life, especially losing the audio. Oof. But in the 1970s, I don't know why it got quiet. That was really weird. <laughs> you said, but wait, and you're looking at your phone. Because I was going to read this. Yeah, read it. Okay, so this is the, <laughs> the what's it called? The summary of The Curse of La La Rona, which came out in 2019. Okay. So it says, uh, in the 1970s Los Angeles, the legendary ghost La La Rona is stalking the night and the children. Ignoring the eerie, the eerie warnings of a troubled mother, a social worker, and her own kids are drawn into a frightening supernatural realm. Their only hope of surviving La La Rona's deadly wrath is a disillusioned priest who practices mysticism to keep evil at bay. Of course, wow. there's yeah. Oh, that sounds like every other movie I've ever heard of. Got a twenty nine percent. Sounds better than Tyler Perry's <laughs> U.S. It got a twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oof. Oh wow. Oof. Made one hundred and twenty two million though off a budget of nine million. See, do we have to make a movie? We yeah. keep talking about this over and over again. Listen, you just have to make a movie, a cookie cutter horror movie like this, and it'll make you a hundred million. All the teenagers yes. are going to bring their dates to see it because yeah, they want to exactly. get cuddled up on. Okay. I'm telling you right now. There you go. We could get three pounds <laughs> of multicolored clay off of Amazon for like 50 bucks. Okay. All we got to do is take the time and sculpt the stuff out. We take a camera, hook it up to the computer, use a stop motion program. We could do all the sound effects and everything. We just animate each little cell and then put it together. You couldn't do the intro stuff this week because you were working on your basement and you're going to have time to do stop motion shit. It's almost, it's done now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so why not? Is that your logic? Yeah. By the way, on a side note, and uh, the reason, uh, and I'll segue back to what we're about that 
topic or whatever, but um, so Moody has agreed to be our man in the field, as we've talked about. And uh, let's see, one of our last episodes talking about have Moody being out there and going on uh, to different places yeah. and talk to him. He has agreed Sweet. to be the man on the ground. Nice. So that'd be nice. But he is I our think, Carl Monday. Yes. <laughs> I think Moody should write the screenplay for our movie. Okay. Dude, that would be insane. But I think we should do that. Somebody brain, needs, man. Yeah, but somebody needs to sit down with Moody and say, "Here's your budget. It's five bucks." Reel it in, because he's gonna have like Michael Bay explosions <laughs> and like we need thirty pounds of TNT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is where the Lambo pulls on and picks you guys up. Like, yeah. We're gonna blow up Terminal <laughs> Tower. Yeah, new, Whoa. New, yeah, Moody, hey, reel, reel it back. U.S. government, back. We're, yeah, not, right. we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, we're, we're not blowing up anything. Please, please don't send Hillary Clinton. We don't have the money to blow up anything like we can hardly drive down there yeah. <laughs> but you could do it in claymation oh, oh jesus or like really really bad animation like yeah. take a still picture terminal tower and then like really shitty like gif Dude, explosion you're like a really right. really good artist with drawing and stuff why don't you just draw out like a flip book thing you know where you draw each cell and then we'll put the voices and sound effects behind it. Yeah, that's called a what do they call that? Where you lay all that like stuff like the out old for school movie. Disney movies, right? Oh, like right. A, like a storyboard. Storyboard it. Yeah, yeah, do that. I'll do a storyboard, but then we have to shoot the movie. That's fine. We can do that. Are we doing that? Do we have record? Do we have cameras? We do have cameras. I thought you two were coming up with a movie idea. Yeah, what happened to that? We are coming up with a movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's hard to come up with a. It's called we, brainstorming chainsaw. Yeah, calm your shit. You wouldn't God. know. Jesus, we're 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 talking it out right now. Is what we're doing. No, I think you're just getting lazy and going wow. over there. And, and, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last time Chainsaw will be on the show. <laughs> Unless we need the truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> no, what we need is we need some darts. Do you have darts at home? Mm-hmm. Okay, so put next time you come over, bring darts. We'll put ideas on the wall, and we'll just start whipping darts. So whatever it hits, that's what we do. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, we'll and come we'll, up with like we'll come up with like you know like ten places yeah. over here and right, ten right. creatures over here, and then we'll just throw darts. Yeah, and, and when it hits, we need a plot what, like it. ten plot lines. Right, ten plot lines. So yeah. it'll be like Antarctic uh, boogeyman saves the world. The merman <laughs> sleeps with Superman. Yeah, the, the merman in the Cuyahoga River as it's burning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Right. There hasn't been a, a lot of Lagoon, like creature. There's only a couple Creature of the Lagoon movies. Right, right. Yeah, we could go water based. The, who the fuck's afraid of a fucking Listen, creature? We could wa- go water based. This? Just don't go in the fucking follow water. Me. How's that? <laughs> right. Here you go. Follow, follow me on this plot. All and right, and all only right. listeners of Ohio are going to understand this oh, wholeheartedly. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Edgewater, right? That's scary enough. Somebody throws a dirty diaper into Edgewater <laughs> as usual <laughs> this diaper floats down towards downtown where the salt mines are right yeah. well the salt mines aren't exactly osha certifying their hazardous waste and getting it removed like they should they're just dumping it right into edgewater we into the water toxic avenger type so thing the happening? diaper mixes yeah, so. the diaper mixes with the toxic mutagen and then we have Donald the, Trump. The oh, sorry. Lake, <laughs> we have the Lake Erie shit monsters. <laughs> well, we already have the monsters. And this thing stinks. Let me tell you. <laughs> Dude, did I not sell it? Yeah, did I not sell yeah, it? yeah, you know what? Right. I have an that amazing. Go ahead. I have an amazing true story. When I was a kid, we were down at Edgewater and we were in, in the lake. Why? And for anyone that's ever done that before, you understand what I'm saying, and for anyone who hasn't, don't do it. Unless you have a tetanus shot, up right. to date. 
So we're out there and we're hanging out. We're kids, whatever. And all of a sudden, a serious like piece of shit, like a turd, floated past me. Not even joking. I freaked out. Are we talking like full on Butterfinger from Caddyshack in the pool? Like that? Typically, big? Like, typically yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what this thing looked like. It was just like a big old doo doo, just, yeah. oh my just God. floating past that's me. That's actually pretty common. Yeah. Well, I get it out is. and I go up to the uh, the lifeguard and I'm like, hey, man, there's shit floating out there. And he goes, huh, there's all kinds of shit floating out oh, there. Oh, yeah. That's all he said to me, dude. <laughs> I was done. I got dried off, went and took a shower. I was it. I was done. Somebody posted, I want to say this is like five or six years, not to derail and go away off, but like five or six <laughs> years late. ago. Uh, <laughs> They did a cleanup where they uh, they combed out like the inner beach, like I don't know, so many yards out, dude. There was like over forty pounds of syringes, glass bottles, diapers, tampons, condoms. Like there was just, it was like somebody took a dumpster and just dumped it in the freaking you, lake you over and over. You see this, over. right? This That's is so me gross. with no surprise. Yeah. And people I, go, people I go down. Let's surprised. go to the beach, man. They oh, yeah. jump Let's right in. Let's go to Edgewater. Like, why yeah. don't you just jump in your toilet? Same thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, probably cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now it's my favorite part of the show. Oh, boy. As I just love hearing Jeff tell us that he just hates it all. <laughs> Because Jeff hates it all, he really don't care. You sing a sad song, but you're just unaware. You say you don't know, you say you won't cry. You think you're so smart, but you're living a lie. Yeah, I had a bad day. Jeff hates it all. You're driving your Tesla and you're drinking your white claw. Jeff hates it all. I say Jeff hates it all. All right, so, you know, this isn't hard for me because I'm so full of hate. There's just like a million and one things that I hate in this world. This happens to be one of them. And I know I'm probably going to catch some flack from some of the listeners. I, maybe, maybe not. I hope not, but maybe I will. I can't stand and I don't fucking understand the bachelor and the bachelorette. Do you, does anybody else here with me? Imagine being 21 with all this shit going on. Like it's the worst. I don't understand. What, what, what is the, the bachelor and bachelorette? It's a TV show, reality TV show. And it's kind of like you remember Rock of Love with Brett Michaels and yeah. Flavor Flav. Yeah. It's right, one yeah. of those things where you get like, if it's The Bachelor, it's a guy, obviously. And then there's like 20 girls and they all compete to like be his wife. And these are random girls that just come from anywhere, don't even know the guy. And they're like, in five minutes, they're like, I'm so in love with him. I hope he picks me. And they're I'm all trying. incredibly hot. There's no, there's no, there's no fours on there. They're all nines and tens. But then they do the same thing with the Bachelorette, where it's one girl and like twenty dudes, and it's all bros. They're like, Yeah, oh, man, I just bench press like twenty. I hope she picks me. She ain't gonna pick me, man. And look at my wife. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what the fuck have we come to? So I'm gonna play this this little trailer thing okay. just to give you a little idea. Okay him an ultimatum and i'm sorry it's disgusting this drama these lies he's being blindsided shut the up you shut the up <laughs> when you made that decision it was literally like a slap in my face dude she has waited this long to tell him she's a virgin i don't want this just to feel like it's all about sex but i have been intimate I can't lie to you about that. It just hurts. It hurts really bad. <laughs> I'm just so scared. So that's all you really need to hear. Okay. This is an entire fucking season. And like, I swear to God. So at one, one point, I think we were just channel surfing and it happened to come on. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking see what it's all about. Right. 
within the first three minutes, this girl is, is just sobbing. Like you hear on there, like, I'm, uh, he's not going to love me for who I am. And I'm like, oh my how God. do people literally dedicate the time and like people love this show like this is a hit show like people love this show well yeah um everyone loves a train ride. every right every girl that i meet but it's over the top 99 percent of the girls I meet, i've ever met are like i watched every monday night i watched the bachelor for an hour okay so do you do you think and i'm just spitballing here because i've never watched the show i don't have regular tv it's for people I, who can't is, find love and is that what it is vicariously they're, live through it they're, oh yeah they're, they're wanting something it's like that. like it's like it's either people who love the drama which is a bad sign to begin with or people who are living vicariously through these through this guy or this girl like i hope he finds it's kind of like watching american idol and being like that could be me up there <laughs> you know, no dog is a little pitchy for me. Yeah, but instead it's like it's like I could find love someday, maybe. It's, and that, that's gonna that's do why it. they watch it. Sounds to me like what it's doing is filling people with a lot of false hope. Oh, and a, and, a, and a lot of everyone gets all up on arms about these unreal beauty standards. When you go on these shows and there's not a single overweight or skinny Listen, ugly person on there, it's all the best looking people in the world. I will say but this. No one complains. I will say this wholeheartedly. As an ugly person, there are more of us than there are beautiful people out there. Amen. I'm just yes. saying it right now. I just, I don't understand why this is a thing. Like, I, I, I could see, like, one season of it, like, years ago, but this is, like, I don't know how many seasons now. It's an annual thing. Yeah. Like, people fucking loved it. And then, like, this will end, and then it'll go to The Bachelorette. And people love The Bachelor. I, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand... If you like this shit and you're listening to the show, please post on Facebook and let me know what the fuck. Why do you like it? I can weren't give you. They, be, I can what, give you better shows to listen to. Well, now hold on. Weren't they, Go ahead. Weren't they just in Cleveland? Wasn't that the whole? Yeah. Big oh yeah. Fucking thing. I don't know. They, they were just in Cleveland. Oh, we. And they said all oh, the the girl, the girl was hated it. We're going to Cleveland. Yeah, because they had to go Why to Edgewater. And then they paid them enough money to where they faked it out. And said, Oh my God, Cleveland's so wonderful. They have white cloth. Now, can I answer a question? <laughs> Is it possible that some people out there watch it because it's just that whole, oh my God, this is so fucking stupid and so bad? I'm trying to think, is this like a Sharknado thing where it's just, you know, it's going to be so such a fucking <laughs> right. train wreck? That's what I'm saying. Right, right, like, right. That, no. like, it's f like a funny thing almost. Like, like a, you mentioned like a comedy. Yeah, like American Idol. But Riley says no, and he's no, in tune with the young crowd. I so. Listen, at least from the girls that I know and like all the girls that are my age, they all love it unironically like it's like a it's like a weekly like ritual for them to get with their girlfriends and watch the bachelorette well all i gotta tell you is good luck or the I, I feel bad for guys yeah, 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 yeah. fuck this all the girls, shit. Yeah. All the girls that's, you that's know bad all, all the girls you know yeah so both of them exactly okay. they get to the, the two of them wow. get together boy you're just oh, on one the guy, the guy gets a girlfriend also thinks he's hot shit and i want to fight but listen. there's so much right now look john look like, I can't. So I can't. Done. Don't let her go. <laughs> Don't let her go. That's we his mom. That's his us. mom. <laughs> he's he's just like, what do we do? I don't care how hard it looks. I will never surrender. So then, like, the finale is he picks one of these women yeah. and he marries, like, legally marries. The person really yes, yes. oh yeah Fuck. and then yeah. and then it's funny because next year they'll be divorced so it was like oh, it was all shocker. for no. i was just gonna oh ask what God. the statistics are and how long those marriages last i mean like eight months why the fuck would you sign up for that because the people that's their 
15 minutes of fame, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's all it is. People just I'm gonna make this do anything. a career, right? And I'm yep. gonna be the biggest actress ever. It's kind of like Survivor and all those reality shows, right? Where people yeah. Like like naked and afraid. Like yeah. nobody oh, wants to do that shit, but they're gonna do what they gotta do to get that that spotlight. Mom, right. Mom said I'm hot, so I'm going on that show, <laughs> and so, I'm going to be the next Britney fucking Spears. So do me a favor, guys. Here's what I want. After you hear this, okay, I want you to go on the, our Facebook page and I want you to post if you like the show, what it is you like about it, or if you totally agree with me and you're on the hate train, okay? Cool. And that's that's what I hate today. Because Jeff hates it all, he really don't care. You sing a sad song, but you're just unaware. You say you don't know, you say you won't cry. Think you're so smart, but you're living a lie. Yeah, I had a bad day. Jeff hates it all. You're driving your Tesla and you're drinking your white claw. Jeff hates it all. I say, Jeff hates it all. All right, and that was Jeff hates it all. And Jeff, you are a hateful motherfucker. Hey, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Somebody's got to do it. Right? So listen, I do want to mention before we close this one out, um, we actually got a new sponsor. Yeah, really? we actually got a new sponsor. I uh, have Sweet. been talking to a mutual friend of ours and uh, Moody and his wonderful bride and Gamer Glam have oh, nice. decided to come on and sponsor the show and uh, specializing Sweet. in video game music and movie themed custom handmade tumblers, t-shirts, stickers, koozies and more. And their uh, their slogan is, if you can think of it. We can make it. So that's Gamer Glam. So go to Facebook.com forward slash Gamer Glamour. <laughs> oh, Gamer Glamour, I think is what it is. So G-A-M-E-R-G-L-A-M-E-R. But then again, it might be Moody Fingers because he just texted me the, the link to <laughs> in Moody. So one way or the other, get on there and look for Gamer Glam on uh, Facebook because right now that's where they're at. And if you guys are looking for specialized stuff. For it's awesome. Let me whatever, tell you, yeah. I have a I hate Elon Musk shirt that they made me. Right. And it's. It's awesome. I've got a Choo Choo MFR shirt that they made for me, as well as uh, my my koozie. Well, koozies they yep. made for all of us. Yeah. I have a shirt that says I go to college. Right. In case so you guys didn't know that. It's pretty awesome. So make sure you get your asses out there. Support them because they do support us. And we want to support the people that support us. And they'll make you some good shit. It's, and they it's will really high quality. It's mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. So make sure you uh, check out Gamer Glam. Right? That's awesome. Yeah. It's that's, super that's awesome. That's really awesome. All right. So passengers, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on the Chupacabra and La Llorona. Like I said, there was, once I got on this, man, I was like, there's really not a ton of information. There is. So that's why I kind of compiled the two together. But as we promised beef way before we said we would do this. Correct. Yeah. And we fulfill right. our promises. That's right. right. And anytime we say we're going to do something like we're going to make a fucking movie, it may not come out till 2030. I but have to get a bunch of clay. <laughs> I mean, we're going to need a lot of clay. We're going to need a lot of clay. <laughs> and don't forget to head on over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com. That's the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access all kinds of cool shit. Like, uh, you know, you can get some sweet merchandise and we will donate 10% of every sale to the National Association Association on Mental Illness. <laughs> Sean Connery? <laughs> yeah. The National Association. <laughs> How about your mother, Trebek? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to actually donate to them. So make sure you guys are, you know, hopping on there and helping us out to help them out. So it's kind of a cool thing. You can also download. We just 
added a bunch of new bonus shit up there where you can hear the Dr. Phil sketches, 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 as well as the Jeff hates it all uh, theme song that's on there for uh, ringtones. So you guys can grab that. I hope like one day I'm like at Walmart or the grocery store, just and like you hear shopping it. and I hear it like an aisle over. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I got a famous. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I hope, you, I hope that does happen. That'd be awesome. I hope it awesome, does happen. Man. And uh, listeners keep asking how they can keep the steam in our engines. Well, the best thing you can do is like subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform and most importantly share the midnight train to everyone because word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes and now listen i was thinking about this and i actually mentioned this to jeff recently normally we send out a sign poster sticker and magnet to a random pastor who has left us a review on apple Podcasts. well since a lot of people don't listen on apple Podcasts, they're on other formats and you know sites and pod players and yada yada i think we're going to start picking random people people who sign up to our uh, bonus train on our website so that's how we're going to do this for now and so if you can hear us right now and you're listening and you go over to the midnight train podcast and sign up for the bonus train you could be randomly selected to pick or to, for us to send you out a signed poster, sticker, and magnet. How much is the bonus track? Oh, it's uh, you know, free. Free? It's free. Oh, I love free. For free. It takes one minute of your time if that. to fill it out, yeah. and you're in. Oh my god! And like we're Flynn. an accepting club, right, That's Riley? Right. right, Riley? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Holy emphasis. That was amazing. Uh, he was just like, I'm here. And don't forget to send us your um, holiday cards and anything else you want us to hang up here. I don't care if you draw a picture and just send it. I, I honestly don't care. I just want to see some stuff coming to our, our P.O. box because we want to hang it up in the new studio that we are in, the new train yeah. station, you know, because we have moved. And if you <laughs> listen to the last episode, you'll, you'll know that this is a. Uh, our new home. It's our new home down here. If I could make a uh, request, yes, could someone draw La Llorona holding the chupacabra as a baby? As a baby. That's oh, what I God, want. Please send that to us. That's what I want. That would be awesome. awesome. That would be amazing. sweet. And you can send that kind of stuff like that to the Midnight Train Podcast, P.O. Box 38206, Olmstead Falls, Ohio, 44138. Now, lastly, we do not have a band in the boxcar this week as we didn't last week just because we've been so freaking busy with, you know, moving and doing the research and yada, yada, yada. But we will be coming back with some of that. So make sure you guys are listening to, you know, the end of the episode because maybe I'll throw something else in there this time. Maybe I'll. That would be interesting. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Chase? So what do you want to hear at the end of this episode? Since you were a special guest. What do I? Yeah, at the end of this episode. Blackout Superstar. Blackout Superstar. What song? Uh, Oh, oh, oh. A Long Cold Day in Hell. Then that's going to be at the end of this episode. So if you guys are staying with us till the end, we are going to have a long, cold day in hell. And from all of us here, Chainsaw, Riley, Jeff, and myself, everyone here at the Midnight Train Podcast, choo-choo, motherfuckers! (laughs) 